right, welcome to Road Sodas. Thanks for coming back. Welcome. I am one of your hosts, Ben Warden. And I am Jimbo Shaw. There it is. And uh I think Jimbo's got a got a little uh little something something prepared. Yeah, yeah. So what we're about to do is these are the excellent exercises in excitement and exhaustion explained by exuberant expats. Boom. And not like expats like, you know, US. It's just we're we're not where we're from anymore. We're men outside of their homeland with accents that when they not the strongest accents, but when they come out, regardless of where we are, people go, "What what 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 is that? What who is that?" It's hard to explain, but here we are. Ugh. I think our biggest downfall is that nobody famous has this accent. Yeah, well, all the famous people from, like, Cecil County, you know, especially, like, the Hall of Fame baseball player from Cecil County died in, like, the 40s. Well, we we got one football player. Well, now sort of two. Is that the Le- Larry Webster family? Yeah, so Larry Webster Jr. played for... I want to say the Ravens and before that, the Chiefs? I don't know. I forget. I forget. He played for the Ravens for a long time. That was his main team. And then his son, Larry Webster III, that I went to high school with, uh, I believe played for the Detroit Lions. Name drop. All right. Hey. If you're listening out there, the third, like, I didn't see you play, but I'm sure you were great. I saw your dad. Oh, there's a great picture of us where despite him being younger than me and me being very tall... Uh, he was taller than me, and so we're playing chicken in a pool, but I'm the dude on top. Excellent. Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, you know, we can name drop because those are the only famous people from our area. <laughs> we just covered 100% of them. Yeah. Uh, so so my guy was Victor Gazaway Willis. Oh, you've told me about old Vic. Uh, yeah. He's actually buried in Newark, though. So he, he's, he went to Delaware, man. Carpetbagging son of a bitch. Thank it goes the other way, but either way, uh, I think I'm I'm hearing a little little fife and drum music. Uh, there there might be some some correspondence coming my way on a on a steed with a with a nice parchment attached to it. Troops coming in from the distance. I want to preface this one with this was one of my more uh, I guess heartfelt ones, and I'm not embarrassed by any of it, but I find it. I, I have a feeling that having it read aloud will be a, a slightly thera- therapeutic process. We'll see how it goes. Maybe I'll be horribly embarrassed. I doubt it. it. Takes a lot to do that. Well, I shall try. Give them hell. This one is called Revelry, and it was from Ben to me on October 26, 2016, which was actually a weird time that we got to talk about. But I digress. My most esteemed clan chief. As this city of weak-souled social justice warriors prepares for All Hallows' Eve, I look back on autumns gone by. I think of leaves and whiskey and simple things. The camaraderie that comes from an area bracing for the winter simply does not exist here, and my masochistic side finds myself missing the poor weather, and more importantly, finding respite from the elements with good men and strong drink. I also think back to last October... When I was a complete mess, and you, Papa, and CP got me through it. Every day I lament the fact that I've left my best friend in Oaken Square, but I believe I'm finally coming out of the roughly two-year funk I was in. A vagrant stole the wheels of my bicycle in full view of a highbrow eating establishment, and the milk-toast techmonger simply watched. This would normally put a damper on my mood, 
but I found that I had knocked boots that very morning, so I still recall the day as a net gain. I hope that all is well at Fort Breck and that your fantasy leagues are going swimmingly. I look forward with a light heart and a hope in my chest for any time that we may spend over the Christmas season in the land of our childhood. Give our men my best. Yours in levity. Tenacious B. P.S. The government felt that my driver's license was due to expire, so a new one will be sent to your place. If you could mail that along, I would be most grateful. There it is. They never sent that license. And you asked, God, dozens of times. Yeah. I had them resend it and resend it, and they never did. And that's eventually why I decided that I should tell California that I'd, I'd moved here. Massachusetts believed you that you had left. Yeah, it still took me a while to register my car out here. I, I put that off for like a good 18 months, I'd say. Don't worry, don't worry, dude. My car is going on like four months trying to register it, and I am now technically illegal uh, on the streets. Hell yeah. Hopefully I'll have my sticker by the time this one airs. Hell yeah. We got James's response, which he sent back to me on October 9th, 2016. Goes thusly. My Eastern expat. While stocking the coffers with Charleston shoes and trying on my sexy John Hancock costume, I can't help but question what the fuck I am doing. Then I read your bullshit about camaraderie in Boston and it brings a smile to my face. The go-fuck-yourself attitude is alive and well in the hearts of the many. Driving still reminds me of a high school parking lot. Tom Brady continues his Christ-like existence with a Palpatine-esque Belichick pulling the strings and working outside the rules. I cannot tell if we drink more or less in your absence, but there is a noted lack of merriment in our wassailing. Our conversation's becoming darker, less cheeky. Papa's descent into arch-conservatism is progressing at a frightening clip. Matt's womanizing and opioid abuses are only getting worse as the days grow short. I yearn for a simpler time, when ethanol was a vehicle to fun, not a medication for psychotic thought. Still, we drink. Timmy attended the Cachon de Lay fest two weeks previous and noted the lack of a Shotsky. Also, a lack of us. However, the dude that runs it is opening a Nolan-style food truck, so we could just follow that around with a bottle of rum. As for your condition last year, I truly believe you got yourself through your own trials. I was merely in attendance. You are of strong constitution. If you were a Pathfinder character, your ability scores would not make sense. In a good way. I fear my days may be numbered in Oak Square. At work, they keep asking me questions like, How good is your German? Is your passport up to date? And how much smuggling experience do you have? It seems as though my company's Deutschland dealings are coming to fruition. This means the company is growing. We went from 14 to 21 employees in the last three months. There is a need for good people, engineers and the like. Let me know if you have an interest, but I will not push it on you any more than this. In closing, I must say that fantasy football has never been a crueler bitch to me. This season will mark my last. Then I can revert to just being an Eagles fan. My team will lose. I can predict it and have no say in team management. Truly a dream. Unshavenly yours, J. Thomas Shaw. P.S. I have not seen the license yet. Biking is for the week, and I'll see you at Christmas. If you want to Skype Thanksgiving, CP and I will be hallucinating as we have no desire to see our families. <laughs> there it is. That's a good one. Oh, I can't believe I said that. Well, I I meant like no desire to see our families for Thanksgiving. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. If that makes it better. No, I believe you have a you have a great relationship with your family. You guys talk on the phone as much as I talk on the phone with mine, I think. Oh, man. 
but that was that was a weird time in America before that Cubs World Series victory. Yep. And then the that election. This is like the point of divergence. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. That was the October before, you know, the the last election, the twenty sixteen election. No, so what I'm talking about is the alternate reality that we've slipped into. Because I referenced the Eagles not winning and they would win in less than two years. It wasn't that season, but it was the very next season they would win the Super Bowl. And holy shit, have we been in an alternate reality ever since? Yeah. That's just a little bit of background. Sorry. Yeah, no, and and when one hero drove his four wheeler up the up the the famous Rocky stairs, the the art museum stairway. That was that was a great clip. Yeah, that's how. But yeah, I was uh, I was referring there to uh, the year before. It, it comes up in his response email. There was a big uh, like pork, like a whole pork, a whole pig uh, barbecue situation in uh, somewhere over in Cambridge. And it was to raise money for to, to it was a charity to prevent food waste, yeah, which is very funny to cook a whole pig for, but a a shit ton of people turned up, and there was no food wasted and it was uh, one of those like raffle situations, a bunch of people donated stuff it was a uh, Cajun style too i mean yeah, it, yeah. it was the Louisiana contingent up here, yeah, there was also a whole like crawfish boil in addition to an entire pig spit. I, th- I believe it was fully spitted, right? We showed up after they'd removed it, but I think it was on a spit. That may have been. I don't know. I didn't see it. Yeah. But it was definitely, it was literally an entire pig. It wasn't, you know, like a 300-pound no, no. pig, but it was a big-ass pig. The Koshan is the is the suckling pig. It's the Cajun suckling. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was, it, was, it was a bigger, it was a bigger little pig. The suckling pig. Ooh. But yeah, I ended up bumping into a couple of rugby buddies that I hadn't seen in in years, and there was a shot ski. And for those who don't know what a shot ski is, it's a ski. This one might have been a water ski technically, but it was it was it's a ski that has a number of shot glasses adhesed to it, usually with you know hot glue. This one had four, something like this. And so that means that everybody who's taking the shot one takes them simultaneously, and two needs to be roughly the same height while they're taking it. Or at least in ascending or descending order. Luckily, our group has has like a two and two ratio. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, the taller ones, we were comfortable kneeling down to the level of the the shorter ones. Yeah. And, you know, I was going through some stuff and there was a shot ski and a bunch of pork. And I ended up getting fucking old school hammered. Just like one of the drunker nights of my entire life. I don't think I made too much of a fool of myself, but I definitely... No, what a good time. I definitely over... Oh, I had a great time at the event, and then immediately upon arriving home, when, I mean, you, me, and Papa still live together at that point, I had a massive breakdown, and you you consoled me on the the couch that is currently where... It's not the same couch, but it's it's the location where you're currently sitting, and uh, it meant a lot. Yeah, it's directly to my right. Yeah. Well, I... eh. You know, I I had a couple of those this past year, man. Like, yeah. probably on a on a higher level. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard to say. Well, I quit my job and then drove across the country for no reason. Well, not no reason. I went out to CCP. Yeah. <laughs> Who was there that night? Ah, what a good guy in a limited capacity, but present nonetheless. Ah, uh, well, he was he was the one yelling the the cool runnings quote every time we did the shotski. Every time we did, he did the whole feel the rhythm, feel the rhythm, feel the rhythm. 
Which doesn't even make sense. It was a bobsled. It's not a enough. Well, to do a ski. I mean, there were, there were four shots on the skis, so I guess we, sure. we were like a bobsled team. Yeah, but that you know that was it was a great evening, and in and in, 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 you know looking back on it, it was a it was a major breakthrough of a of a of a night later in the night for me. So yeah, well. Two year funks, you know, the, like funks usually a good thing, but when it lasts two years, I don't know, man. It's too much funk. That's a lot of funk. But now to move on to much, much lighter fare, we'll get into the main soda of this week, the main meat. And you know what? Peek behind the curtain for the listener. We record these uh, a little ahead of time in case there's any scheduling issues. I thought we had fucking nailed this and that this was going to come out almost exactly on your birthday. But it's actually going to come out the week before your birthday. But the reason <laughs> I bring the the reason I bring that up is because this is this trip took place. This this trip encapsulates James's birthday in uh, 2013. That's actually incorrect. This is Fuck. the 26th to the 28th. Damn it! My birthday was on a Tuesday that year. All right. Well, then right before it. Well, then it's yeah. even closer to when this actually occurred, just you know, seven years ago. Well, it started on my father's birthday and ended on Tecle's birthday, who is one of my old bosses at the cornfield that I worked at that we won't talk about. You guys will have to wait for the future uh, childhood jobs episode where we talk about how uh, <laughs> we worked in the worst <laughs> professional environments that 14-year-olds possibly can. Yeah, I worked at a daycare and landscaping and a Golden Corral. James professionally made corn fuck each other and watched a man behead a snake. So that's uh, later. That's later. That's 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 just a, that's just dipping the toe in the water. <laughs> but yeah, so this was uh, late July, end of July, 2013, and a now previously oft mentioned uh, character of the pod, friend of the pod, Matt, current roommate of Jimbo, longtime friend of both of us, also sometime colleague. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, at the time, co-worker of both of us. So we, we organized a camping trip with, with Matt and our other friend, not yet mentioned, but probably will be quite a bit, Wiggles. Brandon Valley. Yeah. What a guy. And uh, we decided to go camping up in the White Mountains in uh, New Hampshire there, which is where that whole, uh, that's the area with the, the man of the mountain was, the nose fell off. Ah, that was in the 90s. Yeah. We were, we were a little south of that, but... But yeah, but that, that chain, that string of mountains is that area. Those white mountains near the President's Range. Yeah, and there's good, there's there's good camping up there. It's uh, it's a kind of place where there's no like shared, uh, there's no utilities of any kind. There's no communal bathrooms or anything. You roll up to a, a campsite, they're like, "Hey, ten dollars a car, part like camp wherever the hell you want to." Yeah, and then it's like a fourteen mile road that. You can go all the way to the end, too. And I we went down pretty far past the trail. Yes. Which was like the halfway point. And I think when we showed up, it it was dark. But yeah, well, we'll start. We'll start. What had happened was we all worked together. And so because of that, we all left straight from work at the yeah. end of a normal work day, then drove up after loading up the car. So I think we got in at like 10, maybe 11. Ah, we were young. We could handle it. Oh, absolutely. But that meant we had to set up the the camp in the dark and also pick out a spot in the dark, which was kind of the harder part because the, the setup is all the campsites are near the road, but they're not all obvious that they're campsites. There's just like sort of a clearing sometimes. And then there's they each have a fire. Pit. Sometimes a turn off. All right. Yeah, but there's always a fire pit. That's that's the, the mark 
the Rangers are, are very cool up there, but they do require you to be at a place with a fire pit and not just like smash up a bunch of random wildlife with your tent. But I do enjoy smashing up a random amount of wildlife. Oh, we did that anyway, but not with a yeah. tent. So, I mean, the the drive up was harmless. Unremarkable. Yeah, very, very unmentionable. And when we got to the place after we had paid the guard, he gave us, you know, like the rules and, and the regulations. But he led off with, we've got bears. Like a, like a lot of bears, like very active bears. We've got bears. We, we always have bears. This year we have a lot of bears. And, you know, he said, just keep your food and stuff in the car. Yeah. Do that. Keep your garbage. You know, there's a dumpster over near the trailhead. Throw your garbage out over there. Otherwise, keep your shit in the car. Yeah, he was he was very uh very repetitive in saying, "Do not leave any food in your tent. Make sure it's it's locked up." Because these these are little black bears. They're not the they're not the grizzly bears that you see videos of where they you know smash a window to get into the car and eat all the food. They're still just idiots that are way stronger than us. Yeah, they're just basically gigantic, dexterous dogs. Ah. <laughs> uh. But yeah, so we set up we set up the tent. Hi, your your tent. I so I remember two tents on this trip. I I had my own tent. It was a three man tent, which is actually a two man tent. And then uh, there there were three of you in in another tent that that I think I've actually inherited now. Yes, I, like by the laws of of possession. Yes, yeah, you got squatters' rights to that tent. So. My tent at the time was advertised as a 10-man tent. And normally, box says five-man tent. You're fitting three and a half people in that thing. Two-man tent, that's one at most. That's me, yeah. Yeah, this 10-person tent, you could fit 10 fucking people in it. It had three rooms. We could we could do jumping jacks in the middle. Yeah. You and I. Yeah, it, we are it, tall. It's a tall man. We are tall and we could stand. That was one of the reasons I liked the tent, was that I could stand up and, like, change Huh, it was it was such such a good tent, and and it still is, and completely unnecessary because I, I remember it being difficult to find an area big enough to lay it down in because like the campsites just aren't they're not big flat cleared out campsites they're just little like semi cleared out areas near a ring of rocks so we had to like kind of jam it off into the I think you could only get out of one of the doors because of course it's got three rooms you gotta have multiple doors oh yeah. But, I mean, it, it's got walls you can zip down. Not tear down, but zip down. Absolutely. Well, that's what the rooms are. Optional yeah. walls. Ah, gotta love that. Yeah, we got that fired up. We got a fire, literally fired up. I had stolen something a couple months back from my parents' house that I was very proud of stealing. It's actually still in my possession, but it's not functional any longer. It's called the Protector, and it's a flashlight radio with a strap and a handle, and... It's amazing, but also the battery contacts wear out, and you have to shake it every now and then. It takes D-cells, and it only gets a couple of stations, but one of them was Frank FM. Frank FM. Frank FMs. You've described this as a wonderful thing, but I think you're still selling it short, because first, the the dimensions of it. I'm trying to think of a common item. It's roughly the size of a shoebox. Would you agree? Yeah, or like a small gas can. Yeah. 
it's pretty fucking big. <laughs> the small upright gas can from like a video game. You know, like the the little one. It's just I'm burning somebody's front porch. Yes. Yes. Worse of gas. And it's got a lanyard, which is great. Hands-free carrying, of course. Because you're out in the woods. You're doing shit. You need your hands ready to fight off bears. It's got a forward-facing headlight uh, that the handle, if you hold that and, or are strapped, have it strapped on your shoulder the right way, will just light your your path like a headlight. But also on the back was a halogen tube that was more like a lantern. Yeah, like a soft lighting could really light up an area instead of just a path. Then it had a radio, and it also had a siren option, where, I guess in case of emergencies, you could just kind of fire that off a few times. It just made just a very loud, annoying sound. Yeah, just hope somebody hears, wee, 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 wee. Yeah, and thanks to it running, what, four D cells, right? I mean, six. Somewhere in that range. It was was pretty fucking heavy. It had some heft to it, which was nice. felt solid in the hand. And so we've got that thing fired up. We're listening to Frank FM. Frank FM's Double Play Weekend on Frank FM's Double Play Weekend. Double Play Weekend. Frank's Double Play Weekend on Frank FM's Double Play Weekend. Uh, The silliest ad campaign from a radio station that I've ever heard. It it was fun. It was very... Because you heard the first song and... It was a classic rock station, so we we could 90% of the time guess the second song that they would play by this band. Yeah. And guess what? It was one of the two radio stations we could get. The other one was like an AM religious station, so it was like, all right, Frank, <laughs> still play weekend if you guys don't want to listen to crickets. Yeah. So we brought up a you know, classic cooler full of beer that I thought was all, exclusively full of beer and uh, like eggs and hot dogs. But I was mistaken because unbeknownst to me, Wiggles had managed to jam in a couple of Starbucks pre-made Frappuccinos, which we'll get to. But upon arrival, once the campfire's going, we got beer. We're like, all right, we'll just drink a whole lot of beer. So we drank most of the beer. Like the first night we drank... Uh, Nearly everything. Yeah, we drank a shit ton of beer. I don't know. Off the top of the dome, I'm going to go probably close to 60 between the four of us. Yeah. Well, I only remember buying a couple of cases of beer. So Yeah. (laughs) Or, or, you know, even having that much beer in a cooler. Yeah. Like, we had to go get more, which we had not planned on doing, but I guess we really hadn't thought through the volumes needed. So we get very drunk. Um, we're hanging out, we're listening to good music, and uh, we just kind of, you know, we're all sitting on logs, kind of, it's, it's kind of rocky terrain up there, like there's like kind of, it's not gravel, but there's just like little bits of little small pebbles. Yeah. You can just kind of throw them off into the woods, and that was fun, to make like just a distant sound. That creeped the fuck out of anybody else, though. All of us were doing it. <laughs> yeah, we hadn't taken into account any other campsites hearing random, like, smacks off in the distance but you know whatever but but honestly that was just a not a lot happened that night we got very drunk we listened to classic rock around a fire just sort of your classic drive camping situation we go to bed we we wake up the next morning james myself and uh matt are the first ones to wake up uh james gets another fire going starts uh getting the skillet hottened up get some eggs going and i think doesn't really matter when in the order of breakfast consumption it happens, but when Wiggles finally wakes up, he, he exits the tent as if he's uh, coming out of like a deep freeze, 
scratches himself, walks out into the cooler and grabs some of the only things remaining in it, which are two Starbucks Frappuccinos out of the four that he's brought. Uh, he instantly downs one of them, then grabs the other one and a shovel and just walks off into the woods. <laughs> and by the time he comes back after doing his business, that second Frappuccino is also empty. And as far as like consuming a, you know, a non-drug-based item, I it was it's a remarkable amount of Frappuccino to consume in like a twenty-minute period. <laughs> he knew what he needed, and he got exactly what what he needed. That was also when I first saw the Frappuccino. I didn't even know we, that we, we had them, and to see two be produced. And then find out that there were two more in there for the next morning. It was uh, it was just very it, it tickled me. I, I, I became tickled. Well, I'm not the type of guy to plan for coffee, so you know if you want caffeine in the morning, you gotta you gotta bring that shit yourself. Yeah, I just kind of assumed I was like, ah, uh, we're going camping, not having coffee for a few days. That's fine. Well, I mean, what do you do on a Saturday while you're camping? What do you do? Honestly, we had breakfast. Exactly. Wiggles had his dump. We decided to do something. We did, because we, you know, we went past it, but we were still near to it. It was the trailhead, which, you know, it didn't sound that bad when we when we walked up to it. Well, we're pretty logical, well reasoned people. Even even then, even when we made dumb decision, like, what, what might seem a dumb decision, we'd thought it through, and we're just like, no, we've decided to do this, even though it's stupid. This was not so. By this trailhead is a parking lot. Because some people just drive up and they don't camp. They just want to go hiking for the day. Because, again, it's a, it's a beautiful area. And so we park at this trailhead. It's far enough away from the campsite that, that, we, that we drove to it. We park there. It's got a map of the terrain. And we see that I think it's probably like five miles away there was a lake that, that you could hike to. And we're like, okay. I can't really tell exactly what the elevation is. Five miles means ten miles hiking. That's kind of a lot. But... It says that there's like a, a view here at like the three mile point. I think it was like you know kind of yeah. It was either it was either two or three. I I remember it not being that far. And we were like, yeah. fuck yeah, that's like walking down to BU. Yeah, fuck you. We we're like, yeah, we'll do that. And then if we if we feel like it, maybe we'll continue on to the lake. But otherwise, we'll just look at a view, turn around, and head back. And we're all in camping clothes, but we're not in hiking clothes by any means. We're just sort of dressed normally. I remember I was in Doc Martin's boots because those were the only boots I had and I actually still have that same pair of boots. That just they're they're just standard, you know, black boots. They're not hiking shoes at all. And uh I believe Matt had one twelve ounce bottle of water. That that was I our that was our it. savior. I think we might have had like a Nutrigrain bar and maybe like a couple of sticks of beef jerky, like that we just were in like a backpack. We were just the least prepared, most hungover hikers that this fucking mountain had ever seen. We were so god, we went in fully dehydrated and we had brought 12 <laughs> ounces of water between four adult men. Three pair, man. Yeah, we start hiking up this fucking thing, and it starts. I mean, it's it's not a very steep climb at all. It's not a climb. It's just it's 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 a very gentle hike. It's, it's uphill. It's a gentle lead up 
but there's there's a couple of uh, steep spots with with some zigzags and a little bit of shimmying. Yeah, a couple of cutbacks, a couple of large like you know boulders that you'd have to climb around. But the, you know it wasn't rock climbing; they, they were like three feet tall, and it, so you couldn't really step over it. You kind of had to you know shimmy your way up for a bit. But it, it wasn't difficult terrain by any means. And so we're going, and we've been going for a while, and we're kind of like, okay, I mean, I kind of feel like, like, start, starting to feel like ass, but we've got to be close to the top, so we'll just keep going, because eventually we're going to get to the top. And it was a while before we saw anybody else, but when we did, we'd ask, like, hey, are we close and because it's New England, you can never tell when someone's fucking with you. Because I think some people are like, ah, you're almost there, bud. And other people are like, you're not even close, bud. Halfway there, bud. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I don't even know which one of you's lying, but I cannot tell which one of you it is. And I like we got, I mean, we got openly laughed at by a few people who saw, like, I mean, we were just dressed like assholes. We were just dressed like regular fucking people. Yeah, I, we were dressed like the, the stupid punks that we were. Yeah. And so... Hours later, we get to the top of this goddamn mount. I mean, we have... You could tell when the boulders got bigger, and then once you got around them, the thing got flatter. Yeah. We eventually get up to this view, and yeah, we eventually get up to this view, and it's it's a breathtaking view, and there's people sitting on this big... It's a big flat rock face at the top. Everyone's kind of hanging out, looking. You can see for miles. It's lovely. And everyone's kind of hanging out, resting, and the four of us are just there like, fuck, we are halfway done. Yeah, fuck this shit. God damn this view. I thought it would be better. Yeah, like, yes, the the second half is downhill, but fuck is it long, and it's going to take over an hour, and we're we're not in good shape right now. Eat a dick, nature. The worst part is, is we had run a Tough Mudder, like, less than two months before this. We should have been in... Pretty all right shape. We were not. We were not. Uh, we, we like, softballed this one, too. Just being all fucking hungover without any water. I think that's what, what was killing us. Because, I mean... I operate hungover all the time. But we don't... What is hiking a mountain? Like, come on. <laughs> that That's what it was. We don't hike. We do get hung... Like, we're professionals at being hungover. But we don't hike, and so we'd never, you know, added that to the equation. And, yeah, so we spent at most 10 minutes at the top. I think it was less. It was enough to catch our breaths and be pissed off at how awesome and yet unfulfilling the view was. Yeah. It's hard to put a timestamp on that feeling. Yeah, but- no, nobody in our group had smartphones at this point. They were they were still, like, a pre- like, to us a pretty cutting edge thing so nobody took a fucking picture i mean camera phones existed but everyone's like ah fuck like who gives a shit let's get back no, to camp we're gonna no, die. this is like the tough mutter when we got to the top of a fucking double diamond double black diamond and we're just like hey that's a good view huh all right let's go over here like uh, yeah we're fucking exhausted i don't give a shit yeah so we turn around head right back into the woods start hiking back down this goddamn path we we consume all the food that we had left at the top which was, I mean, it was not food. It was it was not even a snack for one person. And, I mean, at this point, the water's got to be gone. It, the, the water didn't last very long because it was 12 ounces. But we, we Matt was kind enough to split it evenly with us, even though I'm sure he could have just drank the whole thing. And we'd have been like, yeah, you remembered to bring water. You get the water. That's how it works. Yep. But Matt's a goddamn gentleman. 
and we're hiking down and towards the end, I remember we were getting kind of to the flatter part. We're starting to see like uh, little wooden bridges that were that, that you know, kind of makeshift bridges that people had put over like, you know, six inch ravines that had popped up. And so you can tell we're getting pretty close to the uh, to the parking lot by the trailhead. And I think that's where we lost Wiggles. I think that's when he started puking. I don't think he started puking that, but like he, he dry heaving. He, well, like he just wasn't doing well, and I think he tripped a couple of times, mm. and so like we had to start helping him. Yeah, but we all we all were not feeling well. Oh, we were. I was feeling horrific, and I think we were all trying to not let the other people know how bad we were feeling. Not in a pride way. Just in like a we don't want to cause panic kind of a way because it was it was one of those it can't be much further but if it is this isn't going to be a funny situation for much longer this is going to become like a very stupid like we're going to die a hundred feet from a parking lot which is unacceptable and we eventually we we get back to the parking lot we're all feeling like shit and we decide that the best move is to drive back into town and get a fuck ton of Gatorade and and some goddamn instant food so we'll get fast food and gatorade and we left matt and wiggles at the camp uh just to rest and hang out and you and i went into town and hit up like a cvs and a mcdonald's and we got like a fuckload of nuggets and mcchickens and other things on the dollar menu a case of water oh we got a a bunch of gatorade too we were like fuck it we'll get the we'll get the good stuff we gotta because we're 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 starting at a massive negative we got to get back to like just kind of a negative well camping's also supposed to be very cheap so we were saving money on this trip either way absolutely and so, yeah, we get the supplies. I hope you don't mind me telling telling stories outside of class, but I remember you ate, a, I believe, a chicken, a McChicken sandwich and then threw it up out of the window. Uh, I, I did not do that. So no, my vomit, my vomit was like a tangerine. OK, I remember you threw up. We all threw up, I believe. <laughs> I, I don't know about Matt, man. I've never seen I, well, that guy throw up. I, I, we didn't see it, but when we got back, Matt was like, oh, yeah, I threw up. But he might have just been nice. He, he, he might have just been trying to make us feel better. For all. But I, I threw up when we got back to camp a, out of the car. Uh, I hadn't eaten any of the McDonald's but I was because my stomach was kind of woozily. But I was smelling it. And I was like, it smells good, but it also smells really bad. It smells McDonald's. horrifying, yeah. Yeah, and so I got out of the car and threw up. And then we ate a bunch of McDonald's and drank like a couple gallons of Gatorade and kind of got back to neutral. Decided that McDonald's is has a certain garbage health quality. Well, when you're treating yourself like garbage, you need to consume more of it to get back to a, a homogenous, even zone. Homeostasis. That's what I meant to say. Not homogenous. Homeostasis. That's what the body's trying to achieve. Homeostatic garbage state. Yeah. Trash people deserve trash food. Uh. But once we started feeling not horrific jimbo and i decide to take a little trip we had decided i think long ago because it had come along with us yeah we didn't stumble upon the lsd the lsd stumbled upon us goddamn right luckily we were in the hills of new hampshire listening to frank fm's double play weekend on frank fm's double play weekend Frank FM's Double Play Weekend on Frank FM's Double Play Weekend. Oh, man. Uh, Name a classic rock band. We heard it. Name 
their second best song. We also heard that and guessed it was that. Or if it was that one, then we guessed the first most recognized song by that band. It's like, oh, yeah. the Scorpions? I didn't even know they had a second song. Oh, wait, I remember this one. <laughs> yeah, every now and then there'd be like a CCR and it'd be like, all right, well, then we have a little discussion. What is their second biggest hit? Because you come upon a band like that, there's a lot There's a lot of options, you know? They went down on the corner. Yeah, none of them are wrong. None of those answers are wrong, but there's just a lot of possibilities. But to, to quit beating around the bush, James and I drop acid. Uh, Matt and Wiggles do not. I believe Wiggles might have... Uh, Smoked a couple of jazz cigarettes, and we just continued to drink and hang out and and cook some hot dogs. That was that was the dinner after the the McDonald's uh, lunch was uh, some hot dogs. Really, really round out the weekend. Well, I mean, we're hot dog loving men. Absolutely. This is probably actually this was definitely back in the. Fa- I, I'm not embarrassed to say this. I'm kind of proud to say this. To try to to try to stay big for for rugby. I was eating ten pack. I would bring t- uh, ten packs of ho- of cheese filled Oscar Mayer hot dogs to work, where I would eat five of them during my fifteen minute coffee break and the other five during my lunch break, and I would bring Martin's potato rolls, which come in an eight pack, unfortunately. So I would have four potato rolls to five dogs, which means the last two are getting doubled up. And then because if you're eating, you know, that much material in a quick time period, because the fifteen minute coffee break. I want to hang out and talk to folk and drink a coffee, perhaps, you know. So you got to, you need something to help, to help uh, smooth it all out. So I'd go with some Sweet Baby Ray's barbecue sauce to really uh, bump up the, the health food aspect. I think, I think uh, Sweet Baby Ray's is made near real tomatoes. So I think that adds a, a health benefit. That's true. And it's actually not ketchup. So you're not technically un American doing it. There it is. But yeah, so we're a hot dog loving bunch. So we ate some hot dogs and uh, the sun goes down. The bug noises come out. The woods with its creaks and cracks and snaps. I'm throwing a shitload of rocks out there too that you're fucking hearing. <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden your boys realize they're tripping balls. I mean, it's uh, great. Yeah. It's really nice. And uh, we've, we, we've got the protector. And eventually we have to go off and, 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 and find some more firewood. We've got a, a little hatchet with us. And you're not supposed to chop down live stuff, but occasionally the hatchet was good for breaking up a, a, fell, a, a fallen tree that was just too big or too tangled up in other things to come back to camp. Or like a branch off of a giant tree that fell. You chop it out with the, with the hatchet. So James and I, uh, I'm sorry, James the Protector and I, as a trio, go wandering off into the woods on LSD in the dark. And after a couple minutes of wandering, Frank FM's Double Play Weekend on Frank FM's Double Play Weekend decides it's time for the Cars. And that's when the song Let Go by the Cars came on. And my God, I fully aware that I was on drugs. That song hit me and it felt so good. It felt, it felt correct. It felt meaningful. The lyrics of it. I like the nightlife baby. I felt all of those things. And I think when we heard that first chorus, like, I like the nightlife, baby. We looked at each other and we were like, you want to go find some bears? Let's go find some bears. (laughs) Well, so the thing was, we had the protector and a hatchet. What could a bear do to us? Yeah, we had a siren attached to an incandescent headlight. Cool. Oh, that's got a radio built in? 
Fuck yes. That radio's playing the cars. I like the nightlife, baby. She said. <laughs> Let's go. We were nigh invincible. Nigh invincible. Agreed. Luckily, we did not encounter any bears. That was a stroke of luck on, on our part. Because we went we went looking for, for a good cars song or two. Yes. But we had to uh we had to get back. We had we had gone past the outhouse, I guess you say. Like the garbage bag filled with the toilet paper. Yeah. That yeah. we had stashed hundreds of yards into the woods. Yes. And we had gone past that. Yeah. So we had gone past like the, the bear attractor. Yeah. So or so we thought. Because we thought all of the food was stored nicely in the car where the bears would think it was in the car and not in our tents where we smell like food. But, you know, one of one of our friends, he, he wanted some Cheez-Its before he went to bed. You know, he's used to going to bed with Cheez-Its, whatever. One of our other friends was not cool with that the next morning. Just saying, like, hey, man, you got to tell me if you're going to eat in the tent. <laughs> well, not only that, but that friend who wanted the Cheez-Its may have been smoking jazz cigarettes and he got a bit paranoid and then it heard about he'd heard a bunch of sounds because his two jackass friends were tripping on lsd by a campfire not ready to go to bed and kept throwing rocks around and so he just kept being convinced that it was bears but didn't want to make up didn't want to wake up the guy he was sharing a tent with because he was afraid that would attract the bear <laughs> i mean the fucked up part is that you had three rooms in that tent and they were in the same room and that he ruined his own night. Like, if he had just been like, I, and I get it, that is, I, I can't smoke weed because I get extremely paranoid. But he was, he didn't want to poke his head out because he's afraid that would draw attention. But if he did, he would have just seen that it was the two of us com- blissfully unaware of any anxiety we were causing anyone, just absentmindedly tossing rocks into the woods to hear sounds while we stared at the moon like a bunch of very, very high people. Yeah. Well,. That goddamn moon. It it looked like the the American werewolf in London, man. Yeah. Or or if you can if you can apply that to real life, because that's what it was. That's that's what it really felt like. Yeah, that was the realest moon I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. It's a great night. It was a good night, and you know we didn't have to get out of there too early. Thankfully, we didn't have much going on. I mean, we didn't we didn't work Sundays or. Or even early Mondays. No. Yeah, that was our that was our second night. So then we eventually went to bed. We woke up. I don't even know if we cooked breakfast. We might have just packed up and rolled out. I assumed that the ice had melted and the egg carton had disintegrated. Yeah. So I think we probably planned to just eat on the road. But we all piled back into your car and hit the New Hampshire Highway. Uh, it's... I-93, going south, and my car at the time had Maryland plates on it, so I looked like I was from far, far out of state, not just your average mass hole like I am now, and I like driving at a good clip like the people do in New England here, but whenever the New Hampshire stateies, whenever they see like an out-of-state license plate, they gotta, they gotta enforce the law, and so... We got pulled over. I was probably doing 80 some odd miles an hour. And this was July 28th. I don't know why the officer took pity on me, but very quickly I proved my insurance, my driver's license, all of that. 
and he gave me a warning. Yeah. The only thing I can guess is my birthday was like two days later. He was like, I, I don't feel like doing this. Yeah. Not, not we, now. We were obviously coming back from some real amateur camping. I'm sure we we reeked of of ass and success. Sweat and campfire, I think, yes, yeah. is, is what it was. But that, he's not the only police officer to take pity on me. Honestly, I I feel I feel blessed in my interactions with police compared to God many others. Yeah, I mean, uh, considering the the general climate right now, it's very funny that a car full of four white people breaking the law didn't have anything uh, happen to it. Yeah. But yeah, we got off with a warning. Yeah, and then we drove back, and that was that was the trip. That was that was the trip within a trip. Whoa. Whoa. Frank FM's Double Play Weekend on Frank FM's Double Play Weekend. Frank FM's Double Play Weekend on Frank FM's Double Play Weekend. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, Frank FM. I know you have multiple stations in the New England area. You just, you kind of played out like WROR. And I'm not sorry, WROR. You suck dick. Goddamn right. But hell yeah. So we ran a little long, which is great, because we had a lot to say. I'll run long on you. But speaking of running long, I'm feeling a bit like a like an insect. And I'm trying to get segmented. I'm trying to seg- segment up. You got, you got a segment for us there, bud? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, the scene within a scene here is uh, I see general chat, but this this segment we got, the chief of the week, he's actually a general now, or was. Uh, and his name is Johnny Clem. Uh, he was a... He was a young 10-year-old runaway who joined the Union Army in 1862, uh, rose to the rank of sergeant by the end of the war, stayed in the... He was 14 when he rose to the rank of sergeant. He was 14 when the Civil War ended, and sure enough, stayed in the military through almost World War One. He was a rank of colonel then, and as was tradition in the U.S. Army, when you retired... And you were a Civil War veteran and a colonel. You became a brigadier general. Johnny Clem, who was a, just a child runaway who joined the military and that was the only life he knew, is a fucking general. <laughs> huh. Some people say he was Johnny Shiloh. Uh, others do not. That's That's up for debate. But one thing's for sure is this kid stayed in the military... And is a general. He's part of the general chat in this week's segment. Chief of the week. Chief of the week. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, another peek behind the curtain. We have a little Google Doc of our notes that we keep. None of that was in the notes. It just said JC, which is this fucker's initials. The rest of that James just keeps in his back catalog. <laughs> That's just some Jimbo general knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I so my bathroom reader is a Civil War trivia book, and I really like Johnny Clem. Hell yeah, I just saw JC, and I was like, Jesus Christ, clearly, it's clearly Jesus. I was like, honestly, I hope he goes Jesus somehow. I don't know what he's planning, but, oh, that's that's phenomenal. But, uh, yeah, um, I think that's a good enough place to, to end it. Thanks, thanks for listening. We, we're getting... We're getting some some listens. Feel free to give us feedback, positive 
and definitely negative. Let us know what you like, what you don't. Yeah, give us some grams, man. I I need some grams. I'm dry over here. Let us know. I need uh, I need like an eighth or two. Let us know what you're what, what you're doing while you're listening to it. Give us some correspondence. Again, difficult syntax is very encouraged. Try to stump us. Can't be done. Hey, go farther back in history too. Pretend like you're in Norman England times, please. Write in old English. Our last names might as well be Attenborough with how smoothly we're going to narrate this goddamn shit. But write and let us know what you're doing. Are you falling asleep? Are you folding laundry? Are you driving to work? You might not be driving to work. Maybe you're essential. You're all essential to me. Every goddamn one of you. Follow us on Instagram, Road Sodas Pod. Send that correspondence email that you've gotten that you've got it in the draft folder. You forgot the email. That's fine. It's Road Sodas Pod at gmail.com. Fire it off. Let us know whatever you want. Ask uh, ask us baking tips. Try to stump us. Because we have access to Google. Even if we don't know it, we'll come up with something. We'll put a Maryland spin on it. Who can say? Coffee plus Old Bay? Maybe that's a good idea. Maybe it's a trick. Who knows? Who knows? Road soda responsibly. Road sodas is not responsible for any uh, unwanted pregnancies that may occur from listening to road sodas. Please consult your physician before consuming road sodas. Thank you for listening to road sodas. And as we do every week, we're going to have Jimbo take us out with some final words. Got anything for us there, Jimbo? Uh, that's it. Sorry. I thought I had something better. Fantastic. That's uh, that, that's Bob Dylan to me right there. That's fucking poetry in motion. Yeah. It's like the, the 60th best recording artist you've ever heard absolutely it's uh it's somebody that i think i'm uh, i think i'm supposed to like but i really just don't give a shit about yeah people who you like were inspired by people who were inspired by him there it is <laughs> which makes it a very inaccurate metaphor and on that note we'll talk to you next week on road sodas go fuck yourself god fuck us Everyone. <laughs>